0: It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hey, y'all. I'm Monty, and you're mixing with Monty, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer, where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and Hot Topics, Mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Monty, and you're mixing with Monty, okay? I am so excited for today. I have a very special guest, Mandy Slutsker from the Is This Real Life podcast. We connected by, she'll tell you the story, but we connected a long, long time ago. She's one of the first podcasts I ever did, so naturally I had to have her on. I'm so sorry it took so long. But we also just did a really cool thing recently, and she's going to tell everybody about it, where we went to the iconic barn and winery where the epic fight went down between one Miss Monique Samuels and one Miss Candace Dillard Bassett. And that is where the illustrious teams formed of Team Monique or Team Candace or Team The Table, which for me was the in the middle point. I was team the table that was shaking and the velocity and everything of all the things. I was team I was just there to watch and observe and figure out what was going on. Don't have a side. Don't have an investment. Don't really care. Um more about all those things in previous episodes if you're new here, but I won't bore anyone who has heard about team the table with the details. Um I famously said that first on Bitch Sush, uh, where they asked me who side I was on. I said I was team the table. I was really invested in whose hands were where, whose glass and wine spilled where. That was more important to me because that is what started it all. And this barn is where it all went down. Me and Mandy and a lot of other podcasters and content creators in the DMV area all went And it was a blast. So had to have Mandy on to talk about that and talk about some other things as well, honey. We get into so many things. We talk New York. We talk uh, Ebony's upcoming Black Shabbat. I had questions. She had answers. We even go into a deep dive of this new show, My Unorthodox Life, that I was watching and obsessed with. And Mandy gives me a lot of insight about it. So if you're new to it, never seen it, or seen it, loved it, or seen it, hated it, or don't want to watch it because you hate it great. She has answers and opinions that I think would meet and match everybody's. And I do too. So we had a great time. But of course, Beverly Hills, even though there was no episode on this week, I get, I can't stop talking about it. So just get, just no now, y'all. I had to talk about it again. And that damn cliff and the, 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 the hills and the holes in the story and rolling out broken ankles. There was just a lot of questions I still have that are not questions. They're all hypothetical. The really only main question is, do you believe that we're believing it? And so Mandy and I have those discussions. And I love having her on because I've been asking everyone where they stand on this, how much they believe she knew. And everybody differs. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear what she had to say about what she believes of Erica's and everything like that. I also did Ono Bravo's Patreon uh, about the same things, and she had a different perspective. I am very unwavering, so like changing my mind is not possible, which is why I have other people on to give different opinions, and I let them share them this time. (laughs) That's a joke for some people who absolutely hate me because they feel I never let anyone else talk. I'm working on it. I'm getting better. It is growth, but it is not because I was bullied into doing it. It's because... It's the right thing to do and I want to be good at this so I guess I mean I don't know it's free <laughs> so um I do it for fun and I'm, I'm just glad somebody's listening again and I think that you're gonna have a good time with me and Mandy and our nuanced opinions that nobody asked for so please enjoy this episode of Makes with Monty where I talk with Mandy about all things housewives this week and of course Potomac we get into the Wendy of it all the Mia of it all um, whether, where Wendy's new changes are coming from and more. And I love it when I differ with opinions with guests on here. So see where you fall, see where you fall. Let's do that. Thank everyone for so much outpouring love and support also for my last episode last week. Um It's really, really helpful. And it's great to know that um, we're not alone and never think that, but I know sometimes easier said than done. All right. Enough for me. Go forth, listen, and enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. Up next, Mandy. All right, y'all. As promised, I am here with the hilarious, the really amazing, sweetest. Oh, you're going to love her. Mandy Slutsker from Is This Real Life, the podcast. Um the question is always so loaded, but I really love it. She's one of the first podcasts I ever did. And I'm so excited to have her on for apparently her first time. I don't know how I missed that. I'm an awful individual. I like, I did her podcast so many times that I was like, oh, naturally we've just been doing this because it's like a normal thing. And so here to rectify that. So excited to have you on, Mandy. Welcome finally to the show.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? We've hung out in real life and I think that counts more
0: yes but also like I've never met a stranger when it comes to bravo slash podcasting so in my mind it all happened and it's all intertwined I'm like oh no, surely we have because
1: like we're here I'm in your car what do you mean yeah, <laughs> my podcast. I was we're like I don't think wine. I've been on I had to <laughs> remember I was like I don't think so
0: no then obviously it is well overdue and I'm so excited to have you here
1: thank you so much for having me my fellow DC sister yes.
0: Yes, I'm so 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 excited. We were talking all things, of course, COVID. Like, what else is there even to talk about? Like, uh, <laughs> <the beforehand. laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. Um, New York, Roni, because I have a more I have more notes on the things that I did while Roni was playing in the background than I do on
1: Roni. But you loved it, and I really want you to tell me why. So I haven't particularly enjoyed this season of Roni, Mm -hmm. but this episode this week I did enjoy. And I think it's because it's one of the first episodes where I really saw the women enjoying themselves and laughing. And I feel like that's, what's been lacking, you know? And so I loved seeing Ebony and Sonia with Martin, who's the boxing coach. And I loved Martin's just straight talk with Sonia about like, who gives a fuck about your dad? Like that doesn't define you. And he's a better therapist than any of these other Ken or whoever these other doctors are that the women are seen. So I enjoyed that. But I'm most excited about next week in which we're going to be treated to a Black Shabbat. <laughs> yes. No. You, you messaged me about this. I hadn't seen the episode yet
0: um, about wanting to do one. Can you please explain to people what this is and what we're about to be in for?
1: So my understanding of this, Uh and and I'm a Jewish woman is that that's why I asked her to explain that (laughs) myself. Ebony is host, or one of her friends, who is also a Jewish woman, is hosting a Shabbat dinner. And she's inviting many of her Black friends, for whom she apparently went to Israel with, and they're going to have a Shabbat dinner. And all Shabbat dinner really is, is there's like three things that my family does. You bless, you light the candles. You light mm-hmm. two candles to mark the beginning of Shabbat, and you say a blessing over the wine, and mm-hmm. then you say a blessing over the challah, which a lot of you've probably had as challah French toast. It's this, like, thick, sweet, amazing. Yes, honey. I love and- me some challah. I make the
0: best <laughs> turkey sandwiches on the challah bread.
1: Oh. I made challah when I was home. Um, my stepmom, who's not Jewish, is incredible at making challah. <laughs>
0: so we mm, we
1: were braiding that it for and her. stuff. That's how she got married. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm imagining this black Shabbat as also having a lot to do with Leah, who we know is converting to Judaism. And so I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but Ebony seemed to say that she felt there was a lot of alignment between Jewish people and black people, which are not a monolith. There are black Jews, right? Um, There are Jewish black people. So, um, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see what that's all about. But Shabbat dinner is usually just those three things. And then you sit around, drink wine and chit chat wait
0: I love Jewish people this is so fun I actually really I would love to do
1: I know I messaged money and I was like are we gonna do fine. a black Shabbat <laughs> I would, that is
0: my idea like okay so what food is being served and what do we think that they would serve at this party because like can we serve is there traditional Shabbat food or in, is, is the black Shabbat thing like indicative of there being maybe some black cultural food there. Like I'm trying to figure out what I'm eating. Cause that's what I usually care the most about at these parties.
1: So when I host, I always make what's like traditional Ashkenazi, which is like Eastern European Jewish food. So I make a matzo ball soup to start. I usually yes. have a chicken dish, a rice and a veg, and then a dessert. So that's usually like what we have in my family Um, or we do all vegetarian because my brother and sister-in-law are vegetarian, but I grew up keeping kosher. So it's not something where I ever usually have meat and milk mixed and I would usually Mm -hmm. never, I don't eat pork or shellfish. So I have no idea, but like, I'm all about having a, you know, different, Soul food okay. or whatever. Like I, I, think this will be really okay. cool and exciting. I don't know how observant her friend is, and we know Leah what? is converting, as she, <laughs> she, um, said the real way. And I quote, which is uh, via Orthodox Judaism, which
0: is mm. honestly a load
1: of shit. You think
0: that's a load of shit for her? You don't. Think I just think it's a load of that?
1: shit to say that that's the only real way to convert, because any conversion I is see. real. And I do think it's a little bit a load of shit if she's going to go through an Orthodox conversion but not actually practice Orthodox Judaism, which does mandate following the laws of keeping kosher and of keeping Shabbat where you don't use electricity and you don't use your phone and you also dress modestly. All of these things are part of Orthodox Judaism, and she clearly doesn't abide by that, at least as we've seen her on the show. So why go through that level of conversion
2: mm.
1: that's a very interesting point
0: especially considering like, the confessionals and things are done what like, usually well after the scenes and stuff are filmed because they have to be edited and kind of shown to them so you can see the way that you know she's expressing herself it may I, I don't know if it would necessarily constitute as orthodox Judaism I'm not an expert but that's such an interesting point like why do why would she go through that if she's not you know, going to practice it and and make a statement that that's the only way to do it. Though she's not an expert on that, she does. That's that's kind of a slap in the face anybody who does who converted to Judaism who did not do it that way with the intentions of following that specific practice.
1: It also just sort of made it sound. And I I would be very open to a conversation with Leah on this. I'm not going to like write her off and say she's super offensive about everything. It's just it makes it sound like Jews that don't follow Orthodox judaism aren't real right she's like oh i'm doing it the real way or the legit way but being a conservative or reformed jew is still real and is still legit Mm -hmm. you can be a jew and you can eat pork you can be a jew and you can follow everything it's not something um i don't like the idea of jews being exclusive because it's something that we've done for a long period of time where you have to marry someone who's jewish and you have to make sure your kids are jewish and we've you know kind of not been as welcoming sometimes at least in the community I grew up in um, to people who are outside or different and I I like to widen that tent and so when she mm-hmm. talks about this being the only way to do it um, it seems like she's narrowing the tent
0: yes okay I'm, I'm I definitely like, feel that yeah um, this is a very quick maybe I don't know detour um, and of course people we will get right back to Roni I promise have you seen/slash heard of/slash been interested in my unorthodox life on Netflix?
1: I've gotten so many questions about this, including my dad is like, "Why aren't you watching this?" I, I so you're not watching. I'm it. not watching
0: it. Okay, so then that's why it's going to be quick. People, see, I didn't know because <laughs> if you had, if you had seen it, it was not going to be quick because must get thoughts. I though although I did fervishly text my um one of my friends who is Jewish um, and one of my former co-workers, like, I am learning so much. What's happening? Like, I am so invested in this. And if she was like, it's on my uh, docket to watch on the plane. Um, I get it because like, it's not new probably to a lot of Jewish people. So it's not like, you know, just like, oh, okay, it's a show. I mean, every time I see a show on there that's like maybe about like you know black people who grew up in the church or something. And I'm like, girl, okay, that's anything would be easy. But <laughs> I don't have, like, I'm not rushing to watch it. But I get it. It was new to me, and it was like number four or something in the country before Love Is Blind and like All American came out on Netflix. It changed my life. I cannot tell you why. It is everything that is. Um, let me think. Who was what's the best example? I want to say it's like Family Karma for jewish people meets selling sunset because it's still netflix and so everything's like the storylines are a little bit scripted but what you're learning about is far more than real estate and who christelle strauss or whatever used to be sleeping with it's more it's i didn't even this is it's like the wildest story but it's only wild people who have no idea like what orthodox Judaism can entail obviously they're in new york in the upper east side of Manhattan this is also for anyone who has not heard of it or seen it like please watch this like run don't walk um and it is the CEO of elite world group who used to which used to be elite model management which was like if you for throwback people who used to watch America's Next Top Model was always the giveaway like you got a year contract with elite model management they literally manage the biggest models in the whole world but now honey they're like a whole thing they've like ventured out into every which way of the fashion industry they make clothes they sell clothes they do clothes they do uh, expensive things they do fancy rich people they do celebrity people they do everybody so she's like this little mini powerhouse but she's like up until like nine years ago you probably just didn't even know who I was I was non-googleable she didn't have an identity she was super orthodox um, I don't want to say it like that, but she was like an Orthodox practicing person. She lived up in Monty, uh, in New York yeah. and she like one day, let her tell it, she literally one day was like, no, I don't believe all of this, even though I've raised all my kids in this, like her youngest son was like 14 and he's the only one who's still, he is still in Muncie, because there's split custody between her and her ex-husband, when she just left the church, left everything and said, that's it, I'm done. Um, I don't want to spoil it for people, but I think that the sexuality of one of her kids and them being able to express themselves may have swayed her hasty decision. And instead of like a, a, a questioning inside and maybe like that internal, um, like debate and it may have become a much more outwardly rapid answer because she loves her kids. So, and that she has four kids all of them are on a different spectrum of Judaism to this day. One, her youngest, is still like very much so practicing Orthodox because he still lives there with his dad and goes back and forth. She's very averse to this because she's like, I want him to see the whole world and what else is there to offer. He's like, I don't want to. I want to, I like this, like I want to do this. And you kind of battle with her on not pushing her kids to be as like forfeited of religion as she is and she has one child who is with her like totally left doesn't want to and that's fine and then she has another daughter who is like conservative jew who's like battling with her parent her husband like she got married really young like should i wear pants and he's like this is really new to me like those kind of things but she still very much is like invested and involved in her religion and then she has a son who is still kind of in it kind of out of it like he will go shopping on um the Sabbath but like he won't hold the credit card like or he won't like purchase yeah. the things like he lets <laughs> yeah. his mom do it who is like gone so it's it's a it's so whole spectrum interesting but it's, yeah and it's like devil wears product at the same time too because this is easily like the richest family I've ever seen in my life like they're redonkulously rich because again she runs the biggest modeling agency in the world but they're not so bad at you but so there's like this aspect of dead Evil wears prada and like the glitch the glam like the outfits that they wear the fashion because that's the world that they're in and they all work in it all of them they all work in it but then it's like you're learning so much about it and they're, she's untangling things, but also trying to battle acceptance of her kids. Don't want to be where she is, but it is a very, very, very good detailed show. Like it's, it's layered. Like, of course it's like Netflix reality TV drama in it, but like the stories are real and her experiences are real. The anxiety of when they go back to Muncie so she can go get her son every other weekend is very real. So like it's, so it was also new to me. Like her daughter being like, Okay, I'm just gonna go wait in the car. I don't want to do the stairs today because like she's not wearing a jacket or something.
1: Or and I'm like, Wait, like I've never heard of any of this world, so it's yeah. new to me. It's so what's so important to remember is that there's like different types of orthodox jews as well Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people don't realize that and so some are extremely traditional in how they do everything and then there are modern orthodox jews where people work in the regular economy and they wear women wear pants right and things like that but they still keep the sabbath their kids go to a public school but yet on saturday morning they and sunday they go to you know learn about Jewish studies at synagogue. And so I think, um, a lot of Jews that I know have not appreciated some of these shows because it's not just this one, there's a bunch of them and they kind of always portray a female trying, like a woman, um, who doesn't like being Orthodox and is trying to escape. And that's always sort of Mm -hmm. the story. And that is a story, but it's one story and that there are people who have positive experiences in it and that they're kind of saying that story you get to get told. I grew up like a conservative Jew. So we kept kosher. You know, I never had a cheeseburger until I was like 28. (laughs) Was it good? Do you remember it? It wasn't that special. I don't know. I think when you're like... Mm it wasn't like that big of a deal to me. I understand. I don't feel like I need it. And um got it. I was lactose intolerant my whole (laughs) life. And then not (laughs) because it's the same thing. It was not a choice,
0: (laughs) but it was not for religious like benefit or at all. But like the day I was no longer lactose intolerant and I had milk. I was like, this is what y'all crazy about. Y'all are ridiculous right like, it's like wasn't not, cute. Was like, okay. it's like okay
1: it's it's fine yeah. it's not the best thing I've ever tasted and it, it's there but it was nice to sort of have some structure every Friday we had Shabbat dinner as a family every Saturday I mm-hmm. went to synagogue um we drove there we used the elevator you know like there's like like a mix of new and old but it was um yeah you know my rabbi from my childhood synagogue is openly gay um and yet Love it's it. still a very um like traditional in terms of like religious practice, Mm -hmm. but yet socially um, liberal. And so there's just a lot of different ways to be Jewish. And I Mm -hmm. think, um, you know, I'm sure when it's portrayed, when it's portrayed a certain way that's negative, sometimes I think certain, you know, Jews, especially Jews that identify as Orthodox are kind of like cringy, like, oh God, they're showing us Mm -hmm. is this like one way when that's one aspect, but maybe not everyone is the same way. Does that make sense?
0: No, it totally makes sense. And to which
1: it makes me want to tell you to watch the show even more. I
0: I will. I will. Because (laughs) her, let me just say her kids take her to task on that constantly because they, she left, her family did not. And they've all kind of battled within themselves where they identify like, okay, so mom, this is how you feel, but this isn't how I feel. So they've had to come to terms with that and she they've been forcing her cuz they're all adults like her youngest is 14 the rest of them are like 28 26 25 21 and they're like you can't really determine how we identify with how you raised us right. like we you gave us everything and i understand this is different for you but also this is something different for us even her own 14 year old is like this you feel this way but this is what i love so this is it's very different for me like her own ex husband is you know, cause they co-parent it seems like really, really well. So he is very, he's still Orthodox and he's still in Muncie, but like, he wants to raise their kids together. So he's a little bit more modern because he does love his kids and he accepts them for who they are and everything. And, and there's like a lot of different battles of that, but there's, a, her kids are like, girl, that's good for you, which you have to recognize that what was good for you and also respect what's good for us and what's good for us and our families are different things. And that is what you see every episode is like that balance of that. And a lot of times you're just like, I'm like, cut her a break. I mean, I'm like, you need to respect your children. Like that's the
1: best. It's yeah. Part I of it. I'm gonna watch it for sure. What's interesting I is I wanna no- have you back when that
0: happens, Tim. And we'll
1: do it for Patreon. Totally. The way I grew up, which was not Orthodox, when I was exposed to certain elements of Orthodox Judaism, I was shocked too, because Mm -hmm. not growing up that way, it's like, wait, you don't do this or you do do that. And one of the ways when I was um, in Israel, once I was staying with an Orthodox family who um, there's this whole thing about not doing work on the Sabbath and like what constitutes work is lighting a candle work is, you know, using electricity work, they pre ripped their toilet paper ahead of Shabbat. And that, I don't know if I've ever been wow. more shocked by anything in my life. I was like, what do you mean you pre-rip your toilet <laughs> paper? Can I do that anyway? Like, yeah, can I just do that. Cause that sounds, I mean, sometimes
0: ripping toilet paper is a lie. Like I'm not even joking. Like I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, I'm thinking to myself what it would mean to observe something of that nature. Like when I was in high school, I did some IB classes, international baccalaureate. So it was like, say extra work for no reason because kids are very stressed about getting into college with anything but like a 5.0 gpa and i was one of those kids um and i did um world religions and so for ours we only studied four because they were like what were considered to the ib curriculum program the world religions like the the, where everyone else stems from obviously we know there's like a bajillion that you can't even get into like there's so many other things but Judaism um, Christianity and the different facets of Christianity like non-denominational Baptist, Methodist things like that um Islam and was it no Taoism so um and I did this at a Catholic school where I took religion class the very next year and the year before that. And it was very different. And and one of the, when we got to um, Judaism, there was only one kid in my class who was Jewish because, you know, everybody sends their kids to a Catholic school for whatever reason, thinking that that's going to be the way that their kids is going to get into college. And that was his his own family's choice. It was the first non-Jewish school he ever went to um, for that same reason. And I remember learning from him about Judaism and being like, wait, wait, what's happening? Like everything is so different. But I appreciated those types of classes and I always encourage especially parents and anyone who still wants to learn about parents to put your kids in places where they're going to be exposed to a lot of different kinds of people because egg tolerance love that for us and the new generations of children please let's be tolerant individuals but like it's like learning about Islam and the different ones and you know to buy all white yeah suburban Mm-hmm. uh, uh the classmates that was very new for them. And so the class that they thought was gonna be like, this is the ticket into college, I need to take this class to get into college. But like, yes, now you're being forced other types of people in the world that you must study and learn and learn from and a great way to tie this back into Ronnie is how better would it have been if any of these ladies took a class such as this like <laughs> could you imagine the difference if Ramona or Luana actually took a class where just anyone in the room was different <laughs> than they were and like they just learned a little bit of tolerance like at all I would love to see how they do at this Black Shabbat dinner
1: It'll really, be fascinating. I'm also yeah, interested in seeing Ebony's friends that she went to Israel with. Um, yeah, that's such that an interesting, different <laughs> experience. I, I hope she does like an interview or something about that because, like, I know they're not going to cover
0: it enough on the show, like, at all. I also want to shout out Sonia. Keeps rocking these Telfar bags, and I'm so here for it. And for those who don't know, Telfar is like this new hot thing. It's coming up they shopping bags they literally look like like leather shopping bags um like the reusable bags you take to trader Joe's. that's what it like they look like um it's created by a black designer and it is all the rage right now girls and very sold out because beyonce was rocking one and you know what that does to a brand and the girls who already were buying so far were like oh now we're never gonna be able to get ours because beyonce was like hey it's us but i'm i love my b i'm she, she's queen. I am a beehiver. I literally have a fun for just in case Beyonce drops a tour announcement. Um, just in case, cause I've been caught off guard twice and I will never let it happen again. Um, but Sonia Morgan wearing like two or three in one episode, I was like, Oh my God, I'm influenced. I need to get one.
1: I love Sonia. that girl. I'm a big fan of Sonia her. Morgan. I just love everything about her. I love everything that she embodies. I love her laugh. I love, mm-hmm. and I love getting to see the depth of her. Now, speaking of the Beyonce effect on these bags, do you yes, think yes. there'll be a Rihanna effect on actually people watching Roni? Cause I know the ratings have gone down, but you know, Rihanna I... was just on social media. Mm-hmm. talking about
0: and, Roni. Here's the thing though. She was kind of like in support of Leah and that's not going over well this year. I think either Samantha Bush, who was my last um, guest this past week, uh, Bravo historian, she even tweeted, um, Rihanna can support you and you can still not be right for this show. <laughs> and a lot of people were like, that's it. That's the one. I It was me. I was like, that's the one. Um, I don't know if we get to having a good season. Second season is really tough for everyone. We're seeing yeah. it on Potomac as well with Dr. Wendy. We'll get to that in a second. But like, I don't know what, no, I don't think it's gonna have a big impact because she was obsessed with Mexican Dynasty, she tweeted about it all the time. Talked to, she literally like, said it while they were on watching lot of the cast when the sons were on there, and she like tweeted that she loves the show or something like that, and it still got canceled. So,
1: yeah, that's a good point. <laughs>
0: unfortunate. She loves all things Bravo though, especially her Roni. Yeah, like she loved Dorinda. Dorinda gone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a good point. Do you miss her? I. Do I really do? I miss Tinsley as well. I really you do. okay. I liked Tinsley. I felt that Tinsley was the bridge between the um older women on the show who aren't old, but you know, they're in their 50s and no, 60s. No, I get it. Because she has the young energy,
0: but she's like 40-something, which right. is not not young, but like in the middle between a 30 year old and a 70 year old, I guess.
1: Right. You have to have some people in their forties. And I feel like we need more women who are bridge characters who can bridge between Mm -hmm. Ebony and Leah and Sonia and Ramona. You know what I mean? I just Mm -hmm. feel like that's what we're missing. And it feels like watching season eight of Vanderpump Rules where it's like, these could be two different shows. Like I'm watching Mm -hmm. two different shows on one show. And so it's just not working. There's not enough housewives on the housewives. There's five Mm -hmm. of them. And then Bershon comes in and they don't seem to like her very much. They're not letting her in. So
0: I like her too. You met her. So what was your impression when you met her? You like hung out.
1: Yeah, she was friendly. Um, She definitely was interested in gaining a social media following, which is something I've not like... I heard a lot of people talk about maybe because I live in DC and no one cares but she was like are you following me on Instagram she like took my phone and I wasn't following her and she like oh, made boy. Me follow her so um <laughs> that was like an experience I was like you belong on That's this show funny. girl oh you know? yeah
0: she's on the right place
1: yeah. I, I just feel like she came in late, which makes it harder. Right. So the women already have some sort of bond, even if the bond is that they don't like each other. Right. right, <laughs> so right like right. her coming in and just kind of riling stuff up is what we needed as viewers, but they weren't cool with it. And to see Ebony not invite her to black Shabbat, the only other black cast member. <sighs> Felt, you know, and it, it was the way it was done. It was the giggling that everyone was had when she wasn't invited, and when she was there, it just felt not that nice. And yeah, you know, I love Ebony, but it wasn't a very nice, nice move. It also not the healthiest thing to do. Like, we'll we'll soon talk about
0: on Potomac.
1: You invite everyone, even yes. if you hate
0: them. Like, yes. even if it's
1: petty, you know what it's I mean. It's your like, job to hang was- out with people that you hate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's also like the surefire way of making sure that it gets aired. The more people yes. that are there, the more likely that it'll get aired. And it's so interesting that that happened. And I, I don't love that that happened because I, I, I do like Ebony. I don't find her to be the reason why the show isn't working, but I also find her to be a beat ahead. Like I, I think that it's it's not meshing because she came in with whatever her agenda was, a good, bad, whatever, like, you know, to do certain things. And I think she just, I feel like it would have, like if it was on Beverly Hills, for some reason, I feel like it would have landed. And I just feel like those women on Beverly Hills are somehow a little bit more with it. I don't i don't think much of them. I'm not going to lie. But New York, they're so not with it. It's kind of been the premise of the entire show that they choose to be in their own, Little world, they'll be living literally the largest melting pot in America. So they just
1: and big the world. world, like I think, right. I think New York City has more dialects spoken than and someone come and correct me if I'm wrong. Than I think almost any other place on Earth in terms of the number of languages that are spoken. That's
0: very possible because in the I, years, I
1: mean, it's, in the five it's
0: the, it's the, the filter into where people kind of start and go into, like, there are more stories about immigrating into New York than like any other place. Yeah. So, that's where,
1: that's where people were also dumped when my dad emigrated in 1979, he yeah. was, um, either you could get a sponsor that let you come to where he ended up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or New York, because New York took everyone. Yeah. 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 And th- this like, was as recently as 1979. That's so story. many immigrants. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's so, that's so crazy. Like, and so I think that, I don't think Ebony is what's wrong. I think they just were not ready for her and I don't think they ever will be. So it's like kind of like she has to do it. If she's going to do it, she's going to end up doing it regardless, but she's just not. don't I don't feel like she should look for them to have any like investment into her and unfortunately that then means that viewers might struggle who are big fans of like Ramona and Luann they might struggle as well with investing into her and they might might sound shady say things like first we need to care about you before we care about your struggles (laughs) or your stories or something, you know, you could tell I was a little bit like, "Uh okay, but I also have no one that I need to impress. So, Well, speaking
1: of Ebony's story and wanting to know more, I actually think her story about finding her dad is the most interesting of all of the housewives trying to find a parent compared to anyone else. And it's got more, depth to it because it's her and her potential sister are going to take a DNA test. We've never seen anything like this. Yeah. It's for real. No psychics involved. Right. It's a legit issue. You know, it's (laughs) like something that's going on. I'm excited for that. I'm very interested in, do you think that this season would have worked better with more cast members. And if it wasn't COVID, if there weren't these restrictions on who, how many people could be at a party, because all the rooms feel empty that they're in, right?
0: Oh, yeah. They, 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 the room's feel empty I mean this is my it, it's a hot take but I just feel like no matter what you would have done to this season if you don't get if you don't rotate out at least one or two OGs at this point it's just not going to work because there's just nothing to invest it in them anymore like I'm not going to say they've aged out but I think their story has and I'd say the same thing on OC with Shan Shannon Badore, any of them, because I'm like, I've no, I know your kids. I watched them grow up. What is the story? Like, I don't even care where you live anymore. I've seen Luann switch houses so many times. I don't care. Sonya's been in this townhouse for like a decade. It feels like I don't care. Like, and I, I, there is no other housewife kid that I dislike more than Avery Singer. Like, it's just not possible. Like, <laughs> now, I have never in my life hated a I, child. I don't know.
1: More and than I hear singer. that, but I desperately want Ramona to come back next year because I want to have a housewife that is on Medicare.
2: (laughs) Oh, I'm such a bitch, but
1: seriously, we've never had a housewife make it to 65. And I find that like, I don't know. Is she she the oldest housewife? Yes. And she's 64. and oh, so yeah, right. she like be the she for, like. qualifies for social security. How old is LVP? LVP is not that old. She just looks old. <gasps> Me, Ooh, lady, no. It's true. What? Even, even on her first season and she was like only 50. I was like, you're only 50. Oh yeah. I was definitely giving
0: her 63. I'm not even going to lie. Right.
1: I think now she might be in her early sixties. I mean, Ken is half dead i okay. Yeah. And may have passed.
0: LVP <laughs> is only 60 years old. Yeah. Oh, Oh okay. no. Just like it's the <laughs> work matching the neck. That's what it is. And I love a woman who gets her stuff done, but I'm almost like get the neck done too. I'm sorry.
1: How do you do you a know? neck? I'm not as familiar with all of these. I don't know, but procedures. I am to get the episode of, um.
0: I think you can get like a lift, but I, I never forget the, episode of the kardashians were like christian i was like turning like 60 or something and she got like, this neck pump that like helped tighten the muscles <laughs> but like doing it's like on a spring and literally i saw an infomercial for it yes they have seen
1: i've seen that. the infomercials where you like do it neck was, exercises yes. yes it was the funniest
0: <laughs> thing oh my god the kardashian effect um okay so new york i think definitely needs more people i think that would prolong them staying but I don't know. I think that you also need to have a story. I I think you can keep at least one or two of them. But I'm also not a fan of firing OGs. I want to rotate them out. Like, maybe Luann takes a season off. She's a friend like she was before. Then we go, oh, you know who I miss? Luann. She comes back two seasons later. And uh, uh, Sonya, maybe she takes a season off. We see she sells the townhouse in the news. Now we want her back. And now it's like, where are you living? What are you doing? Do you have a man or not? Like, you know what I mean? I don't want I want to miss you. I don't miss them because every day I see them and every season I see them, there's nothing changed. And I'm just like, I don't like stagnant in my housewives. I like to have a little bit of movement. What's happening? Like what is going on? And nothing's going on in their lives, like not things. So I, I just feel like we need a little, I need a break from at least one of them because the three of them, it just feels like I've been here before. And yeah. the only thing different is that they're just doing the same antics, not in the Berkshires. But, like, okay, they're still doing the same things. And I, I want to see something new or well, at least a different backdrop. And Massachusetts wasn't
1: it. Right. It would have been something if Sonia started filming with her daughter, Quincy, because yeah. she is someone I'm interested in and very I intrigued so by. And so, so, if she was able to come back and do a film a couple scenes with her daughter, and actually start to move beyond her childhood trauma and actually let us into her life and her relationships, that I would be willing to see. And I would be very interested in because I already know Sonia.
0: I wonder if it's because I've heard rumors that Quincy, like there was some money forfeiture if she filmed, which understood. And I wouldn't want to give up the bank. Sonia talks to us all the time about the bank, the bank, the bank. I would want to give up the bank, but also I feel like if we did see Quincy and with Sonia. I strongly feel like Sonia would just get that much more encouraged to do nothing but talk about her life marrying the bank and being a Morgan because Ooh, it's now
1: our entry point. point into
0: that world. Like she, every time a daughter comes into the kitchen, it's remember when we were little and then it's like another confessional about how she and her dad used to do this and now she has access, now she has permission to talk even more about her family.
1: Okay. And how yes. involved
0: she was and all the things they did and how she put her daughter on the things and all that stuff. But at least she'd finally be able to admit that that apartment she was in for like five seconds was her daughter's and not hers because I fully <laughs> believe that. I believe that story a thousand percent that that was her daughter's apartment and her mom didn't have a place to live so she wasn't yeah. her to stay there. Um, but Quincy's gorgeous and she's rich and I would love to see her or like bring back um, what is that? What was that school that, or that show, the prep school kids? NYC prep. Yeah. Give us NYC prep, but make them legally allowed to drink. Cause the whole purpose of that show is they were rich upper east Siders or whatever, but they, we couldn't watch real kids illegally drink and do drugs. Um, not that we've watched them illegally do drugs, but we know that there are things happening on these shows. And I'd love to see the rich like friends. I just feel like put Avery Singer in. Quincy Morgan in the same room and I'd love to see what happens there I really (laughs) do want to see it because Avery would give off the vibe of everything Quincy really is and that just I just I put money on that like I just know it because Ramona does it Ramona wants to be the socialite that Sonia was like she acts as if she what is that socialite that Sonia actually was and I think it genuinely grinds Ramona's ears that like, though she is assimilated into this life now Sonia's here so she's not the same caliber as her being a housewife but like the Morgan name still carries farther than Ramona and the housewives in true faith because even I was like Sonia's so crazy she's a nut and like why is she these interns and I've had various people dm me and be like listen I live in the city and even though it's just Sonia it's Sonia to y'all but like Interning at a Morgan for a Morgan is still a de- a deal to people. Like being one of her interns absolutely does count for something in that area. I'm like, You're kidding. you kidding?
1: What? But they, to, to, to like take her dog out to shit.
0: Like, yeah, what are they, they doing? Do the what are they learning? but she was like you would be doing the exact same thing for the head of any journalism company and i i have friends who started who are working in publishing now in in new york and fashion publishing and a lot of times their jobs were doing nothing but taking care of the dog like when they first got started they were in college everything was just taking care of that girl's dog getting water for that those you know for that meeting it was nothing until it was something but she's like it could be a thing like it opens doors of like because she does still sit on those boards and stuff she really mm-hmm. does for the family. Yeah. So it's like, if they're in her house and she trusts them, she's like, oh my God. Like she's just naturally talking to, I don't know, someone's great uncle's nephew, brother, cousin. And they're like, you know, it's great. Pickles, love her. like, want- <laughs> And all of a sudden Pickles is like, you know, answering the front desk or something. And now it's like a thing. Like, now, you don't know. Speaking
1: of dogs, Erica Jane looks like she's never taken care of her dog before. She hasn't. And Those were it- show dogs. It was shocking to see her be annoyed with her dog for having the audacity to go to the bathroom.
0: It was and like this is, this is coming from a true puppy lover her dog I Stassi love dogs, but you have to the know the sweetest, the cutest.
1: My dog Stassi is adorable. She's a little white mm-hmm. bitch just like you guessed. You know where the name <laughs> came from and she can be a little bit of a devil. I and it. I never forget it. But um like anytime you take your dog out, you know there's like a 40% chance that they're gonna poop. Yeah, they get this what dogs do. They get it's... so
0: inspired and excited. They hear that they feel that big fresh grass and they're like, ooh, ooh, this is
1: it. Look for the perfect spot. I was just so shocked watching her and I was like, wait, she has a dog. Oh yes, I remember she has a dog. Who the hell was taking care of that dog? Where she <laughs> anyways, remember I'm getting she getting off never topic, got but... in
0: her heated pool and now she has to heat her own pool. It's like what?
1: Um, did you miss Beverly Hills this week? It didn't come I on. And did. people are upset. I'm loving the season of Beverly Hills. I love mm-hmm. every single character I feel like is needed with the exception of Rinna's not bringing anything. And I am a previous really? Lisa Rinna fan, but I feel you like there's, I liked her like when she first started for many seasons, mm-hmm. I tend to like the housewives that laugh at themselves and confessionals. Okay. It's super hokey. I don't know why, but I find it funny. No,
0: I I I I always am looking to people for reasons why they like Rena. I, I don't understand it. So I'm very happy to hear that. Most people can't give me a reason. They'll just say things like, Oh she like, you know, likes to stir the pot. I'm like, Okay. I don't think no, she does it well, but that's a I good reason.
1: Thought she found everything humorous and she was kind of in on the joke. Mm -hmm. Or in on whatever Housewives is giving us. But over the last maybe three, four seasons, it feels like it's, I don't know, it's just not working the same. And it doesn't feel as genuine. And she seems to be quite a hypocrite, right? Where she was like so forceful about trying to get the truth out of Denise, but not so forceful trying to get the truth out of her friend, Erica. Oh. And that I find- you know, if you're going to be a certain way, you need to kind of, for me, remain consistent at least in how right. you operate. And if you're her, a truth seeker, as she professes. Yes, to be. and the hypocrisy that I see from her is really kind of rubbing me the wrong way. And she's not bringing anything interesting. We've already seen Harry Hamlin. We know that he mm-hmm. likes to bake pies in their kitchen that has. And rats. make bolognese. <laughs> yeah. And we know he loves to garden and whatever else. We know her girls are wannabe Hadids, and there's just oh. nothing like new or interesting coming from her. Scott Disick is new, he but is there's nothing. We're not seeing him. There's nothing other than, and the we fact, won't. You know, and there's nothing. nothing luck. But there's nothing we know more than just the fact that Scott is dating her daughter. There's literally no other piece of information that we are mm-hmm. getting from that. And mm-hmm. so I haven't learned anything that I can't find on page six or the daily mail. So. oof, when your <laughs> job could be done by
0: the daily mail. You truly, you know, there's just nothing, n- nothing
1: new. And I don't think she's needed to mend kind of be a bridge character between the old OG housewives and the new ones because Kyle is getting along great with all the new women.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I it's truly um I've never liked Rena. So I could have seen I could have taken her leaving her like years ago. I just take her as like a necessary evil of the show at this point. Like I two Ramona. Um and I've felt strongly that um she is a hypocrite this season because her confessionals sometimes tend to echo what the fans say, which lets me know that they're trying to use her as like that voice of reason or like for us. And it's not doing, you're not doing me any favors because you call out someone who may or may not be a freaking criminal. So, uh, or at least be complicit in criminality. Like her saying, um, yeah, like victims and stuff. Like in her confessional, she sounds like the comment sections, but mm-hmm. in her scenes with Erica, She's not delivering that same tune of like do you even understand. Like you can gently be like, how could they allege this about you when with all people that have been hurting? Like, what do you like? What what does that even mean? Like, what would it mean to the people who are struggling? Like, what if anything happens? Like, is he responsible for taking from these people? Like, acknowledge them, like you do in the confessionals. Like, it, it, for all of it is, it feels like. I don't love that they like keep hugging her. I don't know why everybody deserves hugs. I'm a big hugger, but I'm just like, what did y'all look good? I just wanna know like why we're allowing Housewives to make packs. I don't understand that. I think everything should be fair game. Um, And this is the most fairest game that is possible because it is literally public information.
1: Right, but to play devil's advocate, that public information at the time that they were we're currently watching back from, this is probably early December. We didn't the they didn't know and we didn't know what we know now in July.
0: Yes, but we knew enough. There were enough things happening every single week to two weeks that like, because we're watching her change her story as the defenses were changing. Right. And so everybody at least knew sham happening we at least had discovered, I think something going on. And we didn't know who all had heard, but we knew that there was some things happening that were like, this don't feel right. And they're just letting her tell it however she wants when if anything, you could be like, we're letting her defend herself against allegations that were saying that we didn't know everything yet, but we knew enough her to let her defend herself.
1: Right. So someone
0: uh, should call it to the carpet.
1: I feel like I didn't know much of what was happening until like mid-December. And so mm-hmm. I can't imagine that any of these women would know much until mid-December. And so we we're only watching them when they froze the accounts. And that was like, a, for me, a first indication like, wow, this is, mm-hmm. this is a big deal. Like that's a step that the courts took. But Mm -hmm. I think, I think we're going to start seeing people question. I know that I think Sutton is going to start asking questions. I wonder if Mm -hmm. Garcelle is going to start asking questions and that's why we need these new women in. So they're, they don't have some sort of pact with her where there's certain things you don't talk about. There's certain, certain things you don't bring up, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I'm excited to see them start realizing in real time. And I'm really excited for the reunion because there has been a lot more information uncovered since filming and yeah. it'll be interesting to see them now after having uncovered so much of that information.
0: You think she'll talk about it? I feel like she's going to. Do I don't know if she will. And
1: everything, but I think the other housewives will. Maybe some of them may have changed their tune after. I wonder
0: if it, I wonder if they'll even bring up the documentary. Like it was done by ABC and Hulu, so. NBC Universal, I don't know if, you know, they want to go ahead and, and, and cross those boundaries because ABC would be like, <laughs> we're on the right side of things here, you're not. Um, because there really, it seems like even in production now, her, she does not feel bothered by anything that's coming out and that concerns me. Her social media presence after everything is the same and it's disgusting. But Bravo is tweeting about her husband possibly cheating like that's the whole like, that's the elephant in the room. I'm like oh, it's more than an elephant. We're talking like
2: fucking, <laughs> like
0: Mount Kilimanjaro is in the room. And we're like um peeking around a mountain. Like uh hello, can we um stay on topic here? Like are I remember the tweet. Are you guys shocked that Tom Girardi might have been cheating on Erica? I'm like I'm more shocked that he might have been stealing money from people
1: who died. Like what? I'm like, more shocked that she covered the fact that he drove off a cliff. Like she covered like-
0: the amount of people I have fighting in my comment sections about this, <laughs> I did one post of the aerial view of her house. It is so nuts in my comments still to this day. And it's been at least a week, like since last week, I put it up when uh, the episode last aired, there are people who are like, I live in the neighborhood and there are like, it, it is very possible. I have people who are like, actually, I live in a neighborhood and it's just a steep hill going not a cliff. Like it's off-roading, but it's not that bad. I'm like, I live not in that neighborhood and I don't <laughs> care. He did not roll out of a car and <laughs> break an ankle and walk to the house and stay unconscious for 12 hours. The money, the math is not mathing. It's just not. And I don't care if it was literally a cliff. I'm not, it's not going to math. It's just not. So yeah, there's more holes in her story than whether or not there's a cliff behind her well- house.
1: So what I, what I kind of come to realize is her line is not necessarily outright, but she lies by omission. And she came clean about that a little bit, you know, in this past, last week's episode where she said, well, I told you this aspect, but I did what I didn't tell you was all these other things. And so we know that this is kind of who she is. She doesn't share things and she, you know, lies by omission and so everything that she's telling us, we know there's things that she's omitting. So we're hearing pieces of the yes, story, like but the it's fact not that the this is whole not story. True. It's just, I don't know. She's
0: in, omitting the fact that this is fundamentally false. Like, and uh, I had a, a, one of my followers who was like, oh yeah, I called. And she's really MKE the whole thing. Like she making King Edmunds the situation. I was like, yeah, I called the operating center. And um, yeah, they get rid of the tapes after two years. And that's why she's probably coming out with this now because we cannot fact check it at all.
1: Oh wait, the operating center for what? Nine one one. Oh, would they? But would they have even called nine one one? Like if she got him from the car, it sounds like she brought him to like an urgent care or something or an ER because he was more focused on his ankle being broken than right getting a, a scan of his head for twelve yes. hours.
0: Yes. Um. Well, it sounds like I will never forget the words she used, which were. Um, I know he did. I know he was unconscious for 12 hours because I found him there. And what you did... Yes, because he finally called me. So I feel like at the reunion, we'll have to get like a detailed explanation of the timeline of events, of what came first, the chicken or the egg, the unconsciousness or the phone call. And the phone call, was he unconscious when he called or was he unconscious (laughs) after he called? And in which case, how do you know it was 12 hours? Exactly. He called you and you left him there for 12 hours for the next elder abuse. Should we be arresting you for that? Like, girl- (laughs) The math is not math thing. It and just isn't. I would up. say
1: that like, try to, you know, get his phone records to figure out his location at the time. But we all know he had a flip phone because of the messages right. that she posted. And someone's <laughs> like, so
0: then who called? Who, if he would crash on Star? But on Star, those records would have been like, yeah, They would have been 9 But someone girl, else was like, like, like I'm saying, the comment section of my post is ridiculous because I have people who are like, no, it's possible. He could have like, you know, crashed out. And I have people who are like, but there is literally a house on each side of his residence. He would not have been like crashed into a ditch and someone didn't see him. They would have saw him and called 911, like or something, or otherwise, everyone's just leaving people to die in the ditches. We should go check. <laughs> we should absolutely go take that same drone that took the pictures for Zillow, where I got these pictures from, and go and check and make sure there are no other elderly lawyers in ditches unconscious for 12 hours with broken ankles that are making phone calls on flip phones.
1: I love you. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. Like, No, I know. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm it's- I'm only
0: this passionate about this episode because I'm like, this is the first time I ever felt icky. Like, it wasn't just fun for me to watch her lie and be awful. It felt like she was getting off on it. And it felt like she was enjoying telling this story. And I don't know why that irked me so much other than what you're doing is not just building a defense for your husband. You're trying to literally confuse us and create confusion. This is what Sam said on on my show last week. She said that she's the kind of person who, when she gets very confused, she retreats. She's like, this is too much. This is too confusing. I don't want to deal with it. And she's trying to throw people off the scent. But again, the scent that she knows that maybe no one else knew at the time, they didn't know while filming. The sense that she knows that they're alleging he is so disgusting that it's like, if this man is as big, bad, awful to you as you say he was, why would you want to protect him from this?
1: I don't think she's necessarily trying to protect him at all. I do. I felt you do. I feel
0: like her defense lines up with every single time his defense changed his deterioration with dementia was the same time that they said oh he has dementia he can't even freaking appear in court like he can't remember his own name and birthday and she's like oh yes he's been like this for years so a dementia also comes with aggression my grandmother has it so i don't take this this like diagnosis claim lightly because it is really wreaking havoc on my family right now and a lot of people's families everywhere Mm -hmm. it's not something to play with so if that's the case, maybe that's why he was awful to you. And if you knew he was deteriorating, why did you leave?
1: Because he was I mean, mean to you? Yeah, no, I the whole, that whole thing, that's, like, I just, I just think that she didn't know where the money was coming from and she didn't care. And when she found out that it came from stealing, right, from his clients, she was like well i didn't know that it was stolen so i should be able to you know keep whatever i was given because i wasn't part of that's that's I literally totally what i think probably is in her head way. and she's also like also i spent it i can't go back and unspend it so what the hell do you want from me and what they want from her is being able to take what she still has to try and pay mm-hmm. them back but she feels like since she's not the one who committed the crime right? She didn't take that money from client accounts that she shouldn't be responsible and that she's a victim just the same way that they are. And that's how I feel like she is presenting herself. And that's what's so frustrating. She is viewing herself as a victim of him the same way that these other people are a victim of him. And she doesn't want to have to have any responsibility for taking money that she's saying she didn't know was stolen.
0: I think she also still feels very um, somehow scared that this is gonna blow back on her. I mean, obviously we know it does because the judge just ruled that she can be held responsible financially to pay back people because the money is still there. It's like there's I don't, still I don't some. Care yeah. if you didn't know. You writing a song expensive to be you did not do so well that you had your own planes and purses and bags and it's money from Mikey Mendy. No, no, no. That's from
1: something else. Right, and the planes weren't even theirs. They they didn't own the planes. That's all starting to come out. So it's like, why were you trying to pretend that you were richer than you really were? Which is what they all, they all do. They all do, right? But yeah. she acted like it was real money. And we all know, you know, yeah. now it wasn't, so. I feel like she's probably, her,
0: his lawyers are probably like, listen, we can try to protect you as best we can, because there's still some of the best in the business. So they're like, we will try to protect you as best we can, but you have to corroborate these stories like these things of I and I think it was Ronnie and Ben from Watch Your who were on my show they alleged this theory their theory or somebody's theory will remind me I record too much I don't know they said that like they think that basically they were going to paint one way why she left and it was like the cheating and everything but then too many things hit the fan and that nobody believed it or whatever and like now they had to do a different defense and it was it's different than insanity when you get to a certain age. You know how like everybody used to plead insanity back in the day, like when mm-hmm. they shot up something. Now it's like the the Harvey Weinstein, the Bill Cosby, now the Tom Girardi. I am paralyzed. I am blind. I am going with dementia. I have
1: I can't see. I can't hear. I'm old. I'm at risk of getting I'm, COVID in jail. I am so <laughs> decrepit. Oh my God.
0: Like I, this is what I'm talking about, though, the hypocrisy of Lisa. We're yeah. going in the confessionals he seemed fine last year when I talked to him so you agree this is the crock of shit so then say that to her but now we can't like what do you think is going to happen at the reunion like I don't know I'm excited for them to film the reunion but I'm not expecting much I feel like she's in order for her I feel like it's going to go both ways she's going to tell Bravo you have gotten so much from me this season that please like respect what I can't talk about and Annie's not going to pry because he hasn't been crying and he's been letting her get away with murder it feels like and, so, so to speak but like in a lot of ways he's been letting her get away with this shit but and at the same time she doesn't want to forfeit her money because we know that when LVP left she admitted or it was like revealed that she only gets half of her check if she didn't go to the reunion and at the time it wasn't COVID and she wasn't a restaurateur during COVID um, that she thought that that was fine and she could afford it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know she probably wishes that she went now, but um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens, I guess. I am enjoying the season as well for all that it is. I cannot wait for Erica to tell me to my face if the money is stolen and hidden, I would love to know where it is. Girl, you wrote a song about where it is.
2: You mm-hmm. correctly
0: identified the X on the map. It's yeah. expensive to be you. We found it. Thoroughly yeah. Flora. On the map, we got it. Like, we know where it is. Like, oh, uh, she's just that ego, man. Is Oof,
1: I don't like really egotistical housewives. I don't know why. They just also, really bug me. It's for me, it's not just the ego. I don't like people that act like they're tough because they don't show emotion. I actually think that it's the opposite. If you show emotion, if you're vulnerable, that means you're tough, right? It means mm-hmm. you can like work through your emotions and come out on the other side. Um, but mm-hmm. to just back away, I feel like that's weakness. And so mm-hmm. her not sharing anything about herself, like that to me means you're more weak. You're afraid of tapping into who you really are. Mm-hmm. So so
0: you're more of like, a you would like, a, you find the girls to be the strongest that like maybe fold a tissue and dad at the corner <laughs> when they are truly feeling overwhelmed and they want to let you know I'm not gonna lie that may sound like a joke but I actually find Candace to be one of the stronger housewives and like I I find her I find Potomac in general to be just a strong cast it's it's absolutely doing it for me what's it doing for you
1: I love every single one of them. And it's rare to be on to have a show where you like, I like Giselle and I like Karen. I Thank love you. them. Love I them. I love to
0: watch them go at each other. I think they're the only formidable opponents to each other in ever.
1: A hundred percent. Bethany never had a formidable opponent, right? Right. Watching Karen and Giselle go a- go after one another, first of all, their insults <laughs> are hilarious. Oh, um funny. they but they Hot also they're they everything about them as funny, but I also like them. Like I genuinely uh-huh. want Giselle to be happy. I want her to find yeah. love. I want her daughters to do well. I want her to be happy in her fucking ugly West ring, which I described <laughs> before as almost like two lunar modules that are trying to go into outer space, like trying to fit together. They just uh-huh. don't work but yeah, I like them both. And I like, I, I, and I think it's possible to like Wendy and Mia. You don't have to just pick sides. You can enjoy, you can enjoy them together. So you like, you like Mia, you're enjoying her as a male, but
0: it's still too early for you. Yeah.
1: Well, it's kind of early, but I'm very interested in her foster care story. I think we haven't seen that before, and I think there's a lot of Americans who don't know a whole lot about our foster care system, and I think that there's a lot that we can learn, Um, but I also, something about her voice I do like, and I would Mm. love to be able to mimic her voice, but it's just... I don't know how to do it, but yeah, there's something about her that I find intriguing and I Mm want to know what it is about her that upsets Wendy so much and has Wendy so bothered.
0: Do you find, I've asked a lot of people this, do you think Wendy is either insecure or going through an identity crisis or do you think she just does not like Mia, because somehow Karen took to her as this boss bitch, as a possible former stripper. Whereas Wendy is literally a boss bitch PhD and Karen has served with her many times and been like, who is that? Never heard of her.
1: I think Wendy is insecure. Okay. I feel like if she was secure, she wouldn't care what Karen thought about other people and she wouldn't be so bothered. And when you're Zen, you don't have to say you're Zen. So she ain't Zen. Anyone she zen when. It reminds me of when Leanne Locken went through a whole season where she was, you know, going through hitting it home and hitting, <laughs> <laughs> hitting holes and, and doing her whole thing. And she would just pop off anyhow. Like it's, you, if you are calm, you don't need to say it. Now, and have you heard, pop off and go TikTok. <laughs> have you heard some of the rumors in the DMV area about Wendy and her family? Question mark rumors what rumors mandy um well so this is from a colleague of mine who's nigerian in the dmv area was saying that the nigerian community's response to wendy hasn't been overwhelmingly positive on the show because i was like oh isn't i don't know i thought you know everyone would love her because wouldn't that be no it's expected
0: because i hear that from almost every single person who has a like a family represented on bravo they don't mm. ever like the reception or the, the presentation. Heard it from a lot of my Indian followers and a few Indian friends um, about family karma. Same with Shots of Sunset. Oh my God, the Persian community apparently was, <laughs> they were like, keep that show away from me. Like, and I'm over here like, oh my God, it's so good. I love to learn all about you guys. I'm like, don't ever disrespect me like that again so so I'm I expected that but please do continue
1: so what I've heard is that it's a little bit less to do with Wendy than it is to do with her mom and that Wendy bragging about her degrees is actually not how the Nigerian community is I feel like you know as someone who is Jewish and Russian that like Mm -hmm. the Russian side would brag like my dad loves to brag about my sister-in-law getting a doctorate Mm -hmm but that that's not really how they are. And that the reason that Wendy's family and Eddie's family are don't like each other is that when they got engaged, I guess it's um, traditional to pay respects to Wendy's father by Eddie's family. But either Wendy's mom didn't tell them who the father was or basically sent them on some sort of wild goose chase to try and find the father, potentially- going through multiple countries trying to find him ended up spending all this money and they saw it as a sign of disrespect and so that's sort of what we were hearing is that there was some sort of disrespect issue between wendy's mom and eddie's mom but also that wendy overblows or the way that they show in the show overblows her mother standing in the nigerian community in the maryland area
0: that's what i've heard interesting Interesting. And I, I can't, um, with how much respect and everything is very important um, in the Nigerian community, um, I can't imagine also the way she talks about Eddie's mom going over well. Right. Um, because even if his relationship is cut off, you know, right now, it is not doing him or her, his family any favors by being able to see their grandkids one day by, you know, consistently bringing that up, but we know that on housewife you're gonna have to talk about that shit. It's just, it's just the way it is. Like, you're gonna, we need to know why the, this happens. You must tell, overshare everything and you, we must cry. Um, and So for the good of the show, she'll do that. But I don't know, I don't know. I don't think when he's going through an identity crisis, it's just very weird to me that she wants to double down on being like Housewife. Like the housewife, like capital H, mm-hmm. like what it means for us to be a housewife. Because I'm like, you don't need the money. Like you don't. Know, I don't understand it. Like John Hopkins pays well. Your husband does well. Like you are doing well. You have everything, but you want to spend it on candles. I don't get. I just don't get it. Like, I don't get I want, it either. And this is all for is, the this work. This is how I know
1: like, what she's. I'm not for the work. Really. Well, not the butt work.
0: Boob I, work say, I think she looks like stomach. I am not I for just... the butt work
1: because um, I have started doing some research in medical journals, and I listened to the wonderful Dr. Terry Dubrow, and he Oh, yes. Basically, the BBLs are not. The exactly. BBL, it's so fucking dangerous. And for her it to is. go on TV and brag about a procedure that kills one in 3,000 people that go through it, the risk benefit, like- if, if you're going to do a procedure that is cosmetic, you already need to make sure that the risks aren't high because you don't need that surgery. It's something that you want. And so, I don't know. I just, the whole thing was weird to me, but, and I, I and I don't judge people for like doing cosmetic surgery. I judge people for doing things that are putting their lives at risk and, and that's maybe that makes yeah. me a judgy bitch, but I just no, don't know I why, I, why, and I why think- would you promote that?
0: I think I fall somewhere in the middle because I found there's been a lot of um, videos and things surfacing online and on various blogs of like the lines to a particular country. I will not say it. I don't want to shame that, that country, you know, and that's what, you know, they do. I'm not making any claims about what they do there, but a particular country that is um, south of us and they're being like very long lines of women in wheelchairs, like literally coming back into customs from getting said surgery
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: um it is a bit it was definitely a bit alarming because it was like not like in a bad way to me but I was just like oh my god okay like it looked like going to like Mexico on spring break like the lines were very long with very with everyone having the same like thing. And that definitely made me, you know, kind of stressed and what we know about recovering things. I mean, it seems like when we really trusted her doctor, he is local. I, I did look him up and he's, I did barely, too. the results are very good.
1: I know um, he did Dolores's butt and boobs as well. Yeah.
0: So awesome. Good, good for him. Um, and, and he seems to be very good at what he does, which is great. And I think she definitely did her research on that. I just, um, yeah, everyone please proceed with coaching with whatever things you get done because that one in in
1: 3,000 number is among board certified plastic surgeons in the United States. It's not about, it's not the number in other countries and it's not the number that are done by people who aren't board certified. And it's so bad that the actual board of plastic surgery was looking at not recommending the procedure. And in the UK, they went so
0: mainly bring to the attention of how popular right. it has become in such a short surge of time the that Kardashian that many effect. people at one time right. are going to like the fact that there's a line in customs for that many people getting it at one time it's like so you don't know scary they're group, it's so if that scary is case, it's like that's a lot I've never I mean, I've just never seen that before like that was the reason I wanted to uh, point that out um what are your thoughts on Robin's situation and her uh, pa, soon-to-be husband, question mark, um, not, A, recognizing this for what it is. Maybe it's i from a woman. I don't know. But I'm just like, how are you this dense? Like, we know exactly what's happening. Like, and, and, and not taking any responsibility in his own house to wake up his own children as he is home, just saying.
1: So with Robin... I, I mean, have you ever seen anyone more relatable throughout the pandemic? On I think literally, her
0: storyline is the most relatable. 100 uh, is the voice that we all had in our head of like, you're literally on the couch and it's 4 30 p.m., girl. But it's also like, where do you want me to go?
1: Where, what am People I? People are to do? dying. Where she, am I going? And when she said, I didn't expect it to still be going on, I felt mm-hmm. that. Like, we just had new mask guidance come out this week. We thought we were done with it. We're not like, it's, it's so tough. And Robin, the only way she'd be more relatable is if she gained 30 pounds and stopped looking attractive, which is, oh my gosh, she's still so gorgeous. She's still so fucking gorgeous. I was like, you're depressed and you're sleeping and all of that. And you still are fucking a knockout. Come on. So, and when he's like, oh, that's not attractive. Like he basically tells her, her behavior isn't attractive. I just, I just don't I think he's very a snowball at his head. I was so upset. I know. I feel like he's not, um, very emotionally mature. And I know he went mm-hmm. through a lot with his parents when he was younger and I feel like he's emotionally stunted, honestly. Um, just in his past relationship, That's a good point. you know, with her, you know, his the first time they got married and him stepping out on her and all, like, I just feel like he still is lacking in emotional maturity. But yeah, I find her storyline to be so effing relatable. And I love Robin. I love her and I love her talking about Wendy because she's saying what we're all thinking. Wait, Mm -hmm. so you got new boobs, a new butt and a new personality? Like what? She's like, you're
0: Zen win, but you're telling us Every time she said it, Robin laughed and I laughed with Robin. Me too. It was so funny. I hate this idea that Robin is nothing to the show. I actually think that her home life is like the most investable one. Like- I never know what's happening with her almost husband. Like we've gone on such a journey with them of is he dating someone else? What is the relationship? Oh, you're in a relationship. Are you going to get married? Oh, you're engaged. Okay, he's not good for you. What's going on? Like we are all over the place with them and it's real like it's real and it's a real family that's doing this and then she's funny she's a glorified friend of in the spaces but she's getting in the mix now and I love it like the glorified friend of brought a friend of like now she brought in Astala. Mm-hmm. Or, I think that's her name right whom style love the bat, I'm taking beautiful to her more. that girl I'm taking to her Woo-hoo. more even faster than I did Mia I really wanted to like Mia I'm gonna admit for myself. I want to say it was like it was like light skin, pretty privilege that had me going. I'm gonna love her because she seemed like the kind of girl that I would have always loved, like growing up, like beautiful and like so rich and pretty and thin and everything. I'm like, I'm obsessed. She's like a Barbie, but then it is, it's what we. I know, especially, my mom used to talk about it all the time, having pretty privilege, especially when you are media-acceptable in a lot of ways. Like, this is not something I'm making up. Cardi B has spoken about this, whether or not her career would take off as, as much as an Afro-Latina if she was like a different complexion. And if she looked like like someone like Amara La Negra, who's also Afro-Latina singer, who is not the same complexion, but they literally do the same thing and come from Miami. Like they're both like pretty much the same, not the same kind of music, but they, they kind of came up in the same kind of way. And um, their success is vastly different. Like it's because she's more approachable in this way. And what this means for, what we accept of black women it was the same same type of um criticisms that potomac used to get before they mm-hmm. added monique or they added candace it was like your cast has this pretty privilege to them of like they seem like a, 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 a different version of our community um and a version that is usually put forward in the media let's mix it up and show that there is different kinds of us that also are rich or educated or you know pretty or all these other things and that's how we got our beautiful i think the Potomac cast is the most beautiful cast in the world our our monique um i think candace is like she's never looked better she's literally she is so good looking she's so beautiful wait like i love i i like candace this
1: I do too I like her I've never liked
0: her On the show Like this before And it's insane
1: Okay here's a hot take I think Candace In terms of her intelligence Could go toe to toe With Wendy I just don't think She (gasps) leads with it Yeah I do (laughs) What I,
0: never I think she's says intelligent. I'm not I saying think, that
1: but she was not. But I don't mean home. she's emotionally intelligent. Like she doesn't know how mm. to back off on social media. She doesn't know how to regulate herself in arguments, mm-hmm. but in terms of her actual knowledge about politics and mm-hmm. business, she's getting her MBA. That's not an Good easy degree to get, about that more. right? Like I think that she is quite bright. She worked in like in the Obama administration or, or on the mm-hmm. campaign. Like she mm-hmm. she knows shit. she just hasn't ever led with it. And then yeah, we've yeah. got Wendy who's constantly leading with her degrees, but then wants to show us all of this other stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with her degrees. And so
0: Wait, can we talk about how Mia came out with candles? Like in five that, seconds. So that's that's so what I funny love. For
1: me. That's what I love. Like I think we need someone that to was get, funny because it's getting under Wendy's skin, and we've never seen Wendy really bothered before. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. we're seeing her bothered, and it's a, it's interesting. I like watching. She's
0: very bothered for Zen Zenwyn. She's pressed. Yeah, she really is. Um, I like Ascala because we're having a slow intro to her. I mean, granted, we haven't had a friend of on this show in forever, so I'm really excited to know more about her and meet her um, but I love that they had like a pamper Ashley party and Ashley yeah. missed all the drama because I did not want her to get induced <laughs> like by you know all everything that was happening but it was it was a cute party to me and I really liked that they were all there even though it kind of got like ruined I want to know your thoughts on Eddie and people Mia where I do disagree with her is that Eddie is like somehow like being controlled or something by Wendy because he respects his wife like I think that he probably just does respect her and that somehow him not being able to admit that like he would have like fucked Wendy or I mean, uh, <laughs> Mia or something means yeah. that he's not free I'm like being free doesn't mean that he would necessarily want you it what I don't understand his version of free what are your thoughts
1: I disagree with, with Mia on that. What I do find interesting that I don't think I realized until this season is that Eddie and Wendy have been together since they were 17. And so, yeah. Okay. And, okay. I forgot about that. So it's been now 20 years of them together and that, I mean, if you are together that long and you never really had the opportunity to explore other relationships or to have a slutty phase or just to kind of get to know who you are as an individual, I do think that there are growing pains with couples that get together that young that stay together that long. And so I That's feel cool. like we're going to see some growing pains um, on this season. And that doesn't mean that Eddie cheated on her, but I do think that, that there are growing pains. And I think maybe Mia may be picking up on some of it. I have no idea, but it's almost like they didn't get to form as individuals before they became a couple because they were just too, you're too young. You don't know who you are when you're 17. Mm -hmm. So I could see that being an issue in their relationship that they haven't. And I think maybe that goes back to Wendy trying, she doesn't know who, what her identity is, right? Her identity is, oh, I'm married to Eddie and I have all these degrees but she still doesn't really know who she is. So she's constantly trying to put something forward and we're supposed to take it as like, okay, this is who she is. But I just don't think she knows who she is.
0: I wonder if it would have, I don't know if I'm not going to say works because they're still together and I very happy and in love, but I wonder if it would have been different if maybe like, I don't know how separate they were, even when they were young, like when they were dating like at 17, like, did they go to the same college? Like, were they like always together? You know what I mean? Like, I don't doubt that their love is real, but with the growing pains, like I've seen, I I know of some like couples who may have been together since like maybe high school sweethearts. I know some who even like less than more than high school sweethearts, like middle school sweethearts, but like they went to two separate colleges or something, mm-hmm. or they had more time I like they, they one joined a fraternity one a sorority or they had different groups of friends and they had lives fully outside of each other that let them figure out and determine what they liked what their interests were and everything and if they could grow together and that or support each other in that and if not then it was a make or break because I know something you know they broke up when they went to two different colleges and some were like we've Facetimed and things like that, but like we have lives outside of each other, and there are some things we just don't get uh, of each other, and that's fine. We're okay with them having other friends and like other. It, there's been other like things that they've been in, involved in They have nothing to do with me. Where I think Mia may be picking up on and saying that wrong. Like it may come off that she doesn't let Eddie do anything outside of her. Like he, like really yeah, he better erase that. But that's it's what I was not- wondering. But it's not because he's not free. He does respect the wife. He would never do anything to hurt her. I fully believe that. Yeah. But maybe it comes off that of like, he doesn't have anything outside of her and their family, especially because he doesn't talk to his family anymore.
1: That's it. That's it for me. And, like, I don't know their dynamic, but... oh. How hard must it be not to have it's a all relationship? All because it's it's all Wendy all the time, and it's all her family all the time, and it's not just mm-hmm. that. Like he doesn't have a relationship with his siblings anymore either. So, uh, but I don't know. I I think that there's something off in their dynamic. It doesn't mean that he cheated. It's just you know, yeah. There's something. to get
0: to those allegations this this season, and that to me is what. I think is really going to go between Wendy and Giselle but I was trying to figure out how we're starting this discord with them she was like you know I guess Giselle's royalty is only one way like as long as you're loyal to her I'm like yeah but you also didn't let her get a word in. so maybe that but I think it I think that Wendy has a little bit more of an idea of where people stand on this task before we're seeing it that's mm. what it feels like to me it feels like her issues with Mia are certain things beforehand Like, what if she knew Mia was a stripper or something, and that was, like, something that she wasn't going to talk about on the show. And then all of a sudden it is something. because I'm getting a vibe from Mia that she decides to talk first Mm -hmm. before anyone else can reveal it. And she's learned that that's how you, that's the best way to do housewives. Something about the way Mia acts on the show gives me, I've studied this and I'm trying to fill the room out and, and and go with what I think will work best in that situation. Like, not give everything off too early, but not give anything off too late if someone else is going to tell your story for you and decide your narrative. It feels like we're doing, we're yeah. traveling both fences there. But I'm interested in Dr. G and I do want her to know more about her family.
1: I am interested too. I mean, I think she's doing, you know, it's also a crisis communications thing, right? Where you come out with your story before anyone else can paint it a certain way, Mm -hmm, even if it's mm -hmm. something that's really negative, right? You know, like if it's a member of Congress who is caught using meth at a party and whatever it's Mm. like, I... Have an addiction. I'm seeking treat. Like you come out first before anyone else can paint you a certain way. So mm-hmm. I think she's trying to come out and tell her story before other people can paint her to be whoever they want her to be or whoever they think she is. But I mean, it's with her situation, it's like she was in foster care. She, was taken out of her parents' home. They had drug issues. I think she's always like been longing for a relationship with someone who can care for her, and she's never felt taken care of. So of course she mm-hmm. needs a guy who's older, who's established, and who can take care of her, and who you know can play that role. And so that seems to make a lot of sense to me.
0: Sarah Jane all over again. That's how she met Tom as being a waitress, quote unquote. I mean, we, I don't know any different. I wasn't there. I wasn't there with me either. I mean, Mia's being more forthcoming, but we know that Erica was, at, was a waitress at the same bar that Danielle job was not just a waitress at. <laughs> 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 and, you know, but listen, I'm not judging. You gotta get out and you do what you gotta do for yourself. And I, I it, Mia did it very much so. And I do respect that. She really turned yeah. herself around and that's a story that isn't often, you know, the case. It's not the most... Um, it's not the most common story with a lot of foster care kids. I think she was very fortunate and I think it's great that she'll be able to shine a light on this situation. And for her, by any means necessary, and she was able to meet those means. And I think that, you know, that is something that's definitely admirable. I care very deeply about our foster care system. I Mm
2: -hmm.
0: want to foster to adopt is something I've shared before, something that I think that, you know, if me and my fiance, might are able to pick how we want to be parents, that's my first pick. It's mm-hmm. to go with the kids who want to be picked. This seems <laughs> like real cut and dry to me. Makes sense to me. Like mm-hmm. it makes sense to, you know, the kids who may not be picked all the time and I want to do older. So I would yeah. uh, love to do that. Like, you know, to give a home for someone like, hey, listen, I have a home. You you want a home? Let's do it. Let's do it. Like, let's give children joy. Like that's my whole thing. That's, that's such literally a beautiful what I thing. want. Nothing more than that. So I can't wait to learn more about her. Um, I do find her um, interesting. I find also interesting that Karen, like, shaded herself for leaving her party early, her own, like, those <laughs> own party early, when literally Karen made dinner plans last year for, in the middle of she her She left own that
1: wig launch. launch, oh my god, that was the greatest, that was so funny <laughs> to me.
0: <laughs> she was like, um, I have dinner with my man, I have dinner with my man, I am out of here, and then, like, She's like, Giselle will leave her, but hostess is not something that she's good at. I'm like, then are you not either? Like, I'm <laughs> so, just... I'm like, oh my God, can we talk really quick? Because um, before I let you go, let's please talk about how Karen said on her invitation for her love lunch, which what, what the hell is that? Um, that you were welcome to her Potomac home. I love that. As if she has many homes. That was very funny to me. <laughs> um, just letting you girls know, she is the only one who lives in the namesake. Thank you very much. Um, and we drove through these lovely areas and we went we to did. this amazing winery y'all we went to the same winery that team the table formulated for me merch is in the bio and the description of this episode shameless plug please go buy team the table merch um where we had the fight uh, uh, between Monique and Candos, which we're not even over in this season. So it's relevant that we talk about this. Mandy, you put this amazing uh, event together where so many of the DMV-based podcasters got together, went to this winery and got the tour of
1: Lifetime. It was wow, so fun. They The area where, so we were all outdoors, but the fight was obviously in this barn at Rocklands Winery and much smaller than it looked on TV, much smaller than it looked on TV. And there is no air in there, whether it's heat or air conditioning. Mm -hmm. It is like a barn, right? With absolutely Mm -hmm. barely any lighting. So, you know, they brought their own lighting for this. Had to. Um, And so we were allowed in there and they actually let us recreate the scene. And it was so hilarious. We had Taria playing Monique. We had um, Artie from The Reality Is playing Candace. I was Ashley stuck in the bathroom and missed the whole fight. We yes, were just... you were like, what happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh my God, it was
0: the best time. We took pictures there. I got my pictures from Team the Table. It was so much fun. And the pictures are on my Instagram. um So you can see the shirt yourself if you like it. I might even design a new one just in case because. I just think that it's so good. Um, It was the most fun I've ever had. We were there for, we were literally there till closing. Like five hours. Our (laughs) sitting was like, what, two hours? And we were there. And we all got free
1: wine for the entire day.
0: It was so amazing how much wine because the bartender was really feeling my girl Mandy here. And I'm just so grateful (laughs) that you're gorgeous (laughs) because I've never been drunker and had more fun. It was yeah, great. He was,
1: he was sweet. He was really sweet. Yeah.
0: It was very, 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 very fun. And highly encourage people to do that. It's like right outside of Potomac. So it was very fun in that regard because we were driving through and Mandy had never really been that far outside of DC. Because I always say people are transplants to DC, they're like, why do I need to leave? I don't understand. Which I get because everything's there. I go there for everything. But um it was like we were driving through. Potomac, I always say the reason why no one lives in Potomac on the show is because there's nothing to do there. There's it nothing is truly there. The oldest, richest city I've ever seen. Like nothing even gets like once you get into like Bethesda, Rockville, and like nothing gets updated. Like right. the Lido's that I go to that's in Bethesda, which is like right outside of Potomac, and to me is an even better city to live in than Potomac. That Lido's, is like that, it's a pizza place that's only in Maryland. That pizza place has been the same. And it is in the shopping center with the same shopping center for like sixty years. Like it's so old and decrepit, and it is literally one of the richest zip codes in all of the U.S. Like top ten, and it is so old. Like everything is like nothing is new. They complain about you so much of building like a new building. They're like, no. When we had a new metro line, I was supposed to go into the but that's the area. They were like, no. Nah. <laughs> like they want no oh, the purple new. line yes,
1: that connects. Girl, so it. I used to work in Bethesda, so I'm familiar with Bethesda. I'm familiar with Rockville, but Potomac isn't on a metro line. And up until recently, yes. I never <laughs> owned a car, so I like had no, like, no way bro. of getting there, and I was just was not hard. familiar. And there was it's not like there's a lot of restaurants or anything to do in that area. So I've been to Potomac adjacent, but just not Potomac. And so going that far west in Maryland, mm-hmm. I was like where are we where- yes so we basically <laughs> had to like
2: go
0: past and through potomac to get to the winery um and it's like on the it's like on the bridge like the verge of where um you would see great falls which is like where virginia mm-hmm. is so it's like we're on that cusp, and it's beautiful where Nova. karen's
1: uh fake house used to be <laughs> we right like to deliver like the not pizza to
0: film anything Um, about the water so it's really nice and everything over there but like no there's if you don't remember the very first season of Potomac Karen said if you've never heard of us that's okay we don't want you to find us they are unfindable they want to be off the map because so long ago what I grew up knowing Potomac to be was that it's the place where like senators and things like who need to like be close to their job like in dc like their families might live like when they come mm-hmm. with them and it's like better school district and everything like that so they'll live there because it's the suburbs and they don't want their kids to live in like the city or something that's the family area but also so their families could be there while they do little you know debaucherous things and it's good because mm-hmm. there's a little bit of degree of separation but it was very fun to drive through and Mandy be like, where are we? I'm like, we're basically in Potomac. And he's like, really? And we're all like, this is it? I'm like, yes, there's nothing here. I was like, like "Mani, nothing. there are
1: horses. I see horses.
0: Like, there's I? really nothing but big houses <laughs> and, and trees. Like, that's the whole thing. It's yeah. just, we were loving the houses and the winding roads, but it's just nothing but big houses and trees. Like, that's not something you film. So yes, we need to drive a little bit around the beltway. Like,
1: we're all, I feel bad for the producers. I know they everyone imagine? is so far like Wendy lives closer to Pennsylvania than she does to almost any of the other housewives yes we've got Candace that's in Upper Marlboro which is about 55 minutes from Potomac with no traffic yeah, you've got
0: other Ashley that BBC who's area. in Arlington
1: Virginia you know She get to Candace but they're not friends right <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> a missed opportunity like it's they're, they're, they're all to each other like out of all of them and people always say oh beverly hills is mainly in encino or none of them are near each other i would argue that the women of the real housewives of potomac are way farther apart in geography yes. than yes. any of the other franchises
0: like Robin lives in Baltimore County and, when, and and Mia lives in Baltimore City and literally they're even like 20, 30 minutes away from each other. Like they're not close to each other yeah. because it's like the city is huge. So it takes still 25 minutes for her to get out of the city. And I was at a restaurant right by Mia's house and mm-hmm. I think the restaurant blocked me because I right after I posted them for free, like free publicity. I mean, I'm nobody, but still I was like, I'm enjoying my dinner here. They blocked me because I was like the very next post on my story that was like, I'm right behind Mia's How Should I go like find her? And I think they were like, girl, we cannot upset Mia. And which is
1: fair, but also like rude. Do you think I mean, they know who she is? It was a joke. I think so because yeah um, the show a lot of people watch the show now so and-
0: where they for where they are like my mom lives over there that's the only reason I was there where that little area is in Baltimore very different than like the rest of the harbor because it's very small it's like a tiny little community of just rich people like the only thing over there is like the rich Carlton residences not the the hotel like where people live Right. and um a very nice building that my mom lives in that, that you know people just start over there their restaurants and the like coffee shop they had like their own over there okay so they frequent it like where we went to dinner my mom probably goes like three or four times a week just to get lunch because it's like that's their bar and it's on um the harbor so it's on like a port like a private um boat club like where people dock their boats and things mm-hmm. so everyone who lives over there goes to these like Few restaurants in that area. It's on the other side of like Federal Hill because this is like their side. Oh, okay, this is where their boats are, their friends' boats are. This is where they party, so like they're there all the time. So mm-hmm. yeah, and it's likely that she probably does frequent there, and I just kind of blew up the sky. I made the block hot, which is another shirt that I have. Like, don't make the block hot. That's like, my <laughs> own advice. I literally made the block hot. Well, guess what? She's here. I should go look for her. Like that is so creepy. Why I even do that? I, I was have- drunk. It was prosecco. <laughs>
1: Prosecco always does that. I have one question for you. Do you think that Michael is not allowed to film with the other women? And that's why we're (gasps) only seeing him. Okay. I've been wondering this.
0: I really think that, and I forgot it was brought up to me by someone else. And I only remembered, like I barely remembered last season's finale at the proposal. It was and I'm going nuts, and I was like, oh, "How could I forget that? What is going on, Mom? And get your mind together. Listen, I have a whole autoimmune disease. My brain does not work ninety percent of the time. I literally had to write down what I was going to say sometimes tonight, and I still forgot all of them. Um, I can't believe I forgot that.
1: That was bad. So I was wondering when Karen was meeting with Ashley and said, and I'd like to extend my love lunch yes. invitation to Michael as well. He's welcome in my home. I yes. wonder if she was doing that knowing that he wasn't welcome in her home by production.
0: Like to say, like, you know, I know he's not welcome in anyone else's home, but he is in mine. I got nothing that common. Right? <laughs> the whole thing. He's only doing it in the house.
1: I, I wonder, I don't think it's something oh, okay. or maybe he doesn't want to, maybe he doesn't want to no, film with not anyone.
0: It. I totally believe that Michael's a fame or I think that's the reason why he keeps going out and acting like no one has a freaking camera phone.
1: Well, I think he actually has a fetish for getting caught. Oh, I don't know. I feel like he gets off on it because I don't think he's an idiot. And I don't think he thinks All he's right. getting away with it. I think I don't know. I feel like when you go to certain, there's places that you can go and not get caught. But he oh, yeah, goes sure. he goes to places have been doing it yes, in southwest
0: and southeast for, forever. Yes for
1: the entire, yes, you can you can do it, right? But I think but he went to the harbor, MGM Harbor right in the light of, you know, the casino mm-hmm. and anyone. And she, he went in a hotel room with some Like, I think part of him wanted to get caught. And yeah. I think he almost gets off on, I don't know if it's hurting her or what, but something's up with him. I do not trust him. And her. for
0: those who don't know, that's also the same casino that Nini Lanitia Leakes' old store, no longer, I don't think it's in business anymore, was. So, the housewives, girls, and fans are there because they want to be yeah. there. It's a mixy place. It's a place to be, a mix and mingle because it is the hot spot, especially over there by the harbor. It's also really not far from where Candace was. Like, there was a lot there that could happen. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of things could go down. Like, literally, Candace could have walked through the door. You know, not know. Like, it's just like right. It's a lot happening there. And he likes to be in the mix and be out in the, in the, in the lights and the strobe and be seen.
1: What does he do now, now that his restaurants are closed? Um,
0: uh, he does real estate. So I think. Oh right?
1: yeah. Does he do commercial real say. estate?
0: I think so. My, I, yeah. I know some people who are in real estate, including a family member, but I'm not going to help them because I don't want them to get <laughs> mad at me who are aware of him before the show like even really got taken off and they were they were okay how was what was said to me specifically was oh he's doing the show oh I thought you had to be like really rich to be on it that's all I'm saying Mm. that is what they said and I was like hmm and I'm not like shaming because I love everyone I want everyone to live where they live listen I'm special on this show money is not you don't have to have a lot of it to be on this one you have to be good at what you do but like where Ashley lives yes her apartment like her penthouse is nice but it's not like it's not impressive that she lives there you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like because of location yes you get more for your money but that's also the point like it's not impressive financially that that's her penthouse and where she lives not even the best one in that area like She's not in D.C. where, you know, that's, like, really going to go far. Like, if you really had a bad yeah. D.C., like, girl, you're falling. And, I mean, honestly, you're not even in Baltimore, in the harbor, which is historically less expensive than D.C. and is a bigger city. Like, it's a city city. It's huge. So it's, like, but it's still less expensive because there's just so much available there. Um And it's further out. It's, like, a different side of the world pretty much. But, like, it's not even as nice as like BS. Like, it's just like, it's cute. So, for someone in real estate, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going yeah. to profess that you're balling for the come up that we really wanted her to have, it's okay. It's
1: I think cute. they're going to move. I don't see how you have two kids, two and under, it in a penthouse. Like I lot. think you can do it for a little bit, right? Because you've got the strollers and you've got the elevator, but at some point, those kids are going to want a yard
0: they want to run and play and mm. I do love those kids and even though Dean doesn't really vibe with Karen and I'm like what well, give her a chance <laughs> and he's like no girl he was giving me very much um Jagger vibes early days Beverly Hills when he was like yes. that guy oh
1: and my I god I love Jagger. Jagger
0: these days being like he he told us he did he, he
1: knew about Erica before any of us did <laughs>
0: Yes, he is the gym. I'll leave it to the babies. I love all the kids, especially on Potomac. Like, those kids are
1: amazing. Giselle's I love kids them so much. Those kids are freaking, I could take advice from them. They are wise beyond yeah. their years.
0: How cute were like Wendy's sons, who they were like, What do you think this cupcake is? Which I was very nervous about. And they were like, <laughs> A cupcake? And I was like, protect them at all costs. They're adorable. Like, kiss them on the face. They're was so sweet. So I love them. They were amazing. And uh, Mandy, you are amazing. This was so much fun. I could literally talk to you until the next episode of something comes out, like days from now. Like, thank you for coming I love chatting with you, Mani. It was so much fun. I'm so happy you came. You will- Please, please, please let me know when you've at least watched one episode of My Unorthodox Life. And if you're just like, I cannot do it, <laughs> run to the <laughs> mic and tell me about why. Like, I just want to know, like, it's not my perspective. And I love, I've always believed that I don't have to live something to like appreciate it. So I want to know from people yeah. who, uh, I want perspective, like and give me more.
1: It's interesting. Cause like, I am not in that community. I'm not Orthodox, but I'm right, like, right. right. As someone who's Jewish who's somewhat familiar with the various aspects of Orthodox Judaism, it'll be interesting to watch it from that perspective. I'd love to
0: see your perspective of even like the spectrum, like the fact that she has literally a kid on every kind of representation of Judaism that I've ever heard of, and some I've never heard of. I'm like, how did this happen? Like
1: I know to it's-
0: me from like each of their relations, probably with their mother. Like how close they Ooh, are you know what i mean
1: yeah like it, i'd they... love to see
0: that relate like what that scale looks like of how they identify where they are with their mother and what they and because you follow somebody out of something it says one thing about your relationship but also if they leave something you decide to stick with it it also could say something like yeah. mm, interesting like i would love to just get your thoughts please come back just come back in general I know. Come on the Patreon. come back on the pod, just come back.
1: I will always come back. And I want you to put together an event at that winery that we were at sometime this fall. I think it would be so fun to get other people together from the DMV general area and do something fun. Yeah. A live pod, something, you know, something we'll
0: do something. I, this fall, um, it's Supposed to be BravoCon, that's what they say. It's supposed to be happening. I graduate like the very same weekend or next weekend with my master's, and my mom has made it very clear so that's um non negotiable for her. She's like, uh, she will be there, and I will be there because she will be there. <laughs> so, um, we'll see, but like, yeah, I think that would be fun. I think people should come to this winery, just and it, we did not get paid for this, y'all. We just had that much fun. The food was good at food trucks, it's really nice. Yeah,
1: it was great, yeah. it was absolutely great.
0: Where can people find you, listen to you, hear more of your hot takes about everything else? Because you have some, these are some good ones. People I know, my thing about here, Candace, that that's
1: a, a newer one. I was just like, she's getting her MBA. She did all okay. the stuff with okay. Obama. I think she knows a lot more than she lets on and she doesn't lead with it, but- yeah. Um, so you can listen to my podcast Is This Real Life with Mandy Slutzker anywhere you subscribe to podcasts and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mandy Slutsker. That is um spelled slut S-K-E-R. I'm the only one.
0: <laughs> She's the only one, she says. So please go listen to our follow her. All of her handle her handles will also be in the description of this as well um and of course you know where to find me at mixing with money m-i-x-i-n-g-w-i-t-h-m-a-n-i y'all please help me pay for this damn wedding and bills i literally decided to leave a job just for mental health purposes I, I have another one lined up but i will be putting in the, inter- in the interim because i'll be having a few weeks off i'm going to be putting more time and energy into the patreon where i'm going to be doing first season first episodes of Lots of old Bravo or lots of Bravo shows, current, past, whatever. I have to get you on for one. Yes, I'm which doing one? All the Housewives currently. I think I still have um, DC left. We could definitely do, that. Could do um, that. That would be fun. Or a non-Bravo show. Like I'm, I, I'm open to all of them. Like whatever is your fancy. Uh, I, I have done Atlanta. No, I haven't done Atlanta. I don't think I've done New York. I've done Potomac. Chelsea. on oh no, Bravo. And I've done OC and I have to do Dallas
1: still. So I'm excited. I have a lot to do. Have you done Jersey? I haven't, I would do that. So I haven't seen the first few seasons of Jersey.
0: <gasps> Isn't that okay. crazy? No, I know. Y'all, I know. I've been like waiting until I like the very first episode, very first season of New Jersey. And she is going to come back. I've been on holding,
1: holding on to it. Um, just thinking, will you do like, it for me? Yes. I was like, well, in case I get COVID, you know, like I need to have something (laughs) to get me through.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I need you to please, please, please come on just for that. That would
1: make my day.
0: And I love,
1: I love Jersey right now, like where it's at and the franchise. So I definitely need to go back and figure out, I know, you know, the basics But there's still a lot I don't Mm -mm, know. You got to see it. Yeah, I got to see it. I don't know much about Carolyn Manzo. Reserved for Mandy. And
0: let me tell you something: the first few seasons are the only seasons of Jersey I like. I'm not gonna lie.
1: You don't like it right now?
0: It's okay. I think it's okay. I think. Oh, I love it. When you have seen season three, episode one, the freaking christening, and you're realizing like did they really start a show this way? Like, is this, are they okay? Are they healthy? Like it changes <laughs> everything healthy. about reality TV for you. Cause you're just like, this can't be real life. I
1: know. I just, I love Marge. I really do. I mean, she's, she's great. And she's I got to support Jewish girl, until, Jackie.
0: <laughs> yes. But until you see family members pop up, and have real vested Jersey accent opinions about things and you're like wait who are you that's a cousin's brother talking and you're just like what is happening like it is like what happened at Dan what's his name store nothing small potatoes it's nothing. and it's
1: like, like it's mob adjacent and all, I need I need to watch it it's
0: life changing TV. You are almost positive that somebody in the Mandel family runs the family, like runs a family, like a crime family. Yeah. And she says the one thing about my family, we're thick as thieves. And when you realize what she's saying that about, it's like, are we not all on the same planet, right? Like, <laughs> it gives you very much Vanipal Bulls, like, when they were saying it's not about the pasta, like, is this a code for something? Because we're, tr- I missed a step. Like, we're really fighting about pasta for seven episodes, what's happening. Right? That's what it feels yeah. like. If feels like you missed a step and you're like, is this for real? Like, there are bodyguards brought to a part. Girl, you gotta watch. It's the best first few seasons I've ever seen. So Maine is gonna do New Jersey. Please subscribe to the Patreon, $25. You know, it's 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 been really fun to go back. I've done Beverly Hills, New York, Potomac. Um, I have so many more to do. I'm so excited. Oh, see, I've done so many. It's so exciting. New Jersey is going to be fun. I can't wait. To hear you go, okay. Like, what did I get myself into?
1: No, I've been holding on to it. Cause I, I know I'm going to love it. And I've just been okay, like, saving it for about a year or so or more where I'm like, I, oh, like good. throughout COVID, I was like, okay, at some point I'm going to go back and watch this. But I went back and watched a lot of other early seasons that I hadn't seen mm-hmm. for other, cause mm-hmm. I got into Bravo not in the beginning of housewives. And so I went back and I saw like a bunch and I closed a bunch of like loops. Like, it's so funny with Atlanta. I went back and watched the first four seasons, but I'm missing seasons five and six. So like, I need to go back and watch those as well. So, but with Jersey, I know it's going to be such a treat. I was kind of like holding on to it for like, if I had to have surgery or like had to do something where I can just like binge it, you know, in like two days, but, um, I will watch it for you.
0: Thank you. Just one episode. That's all I need. I'm going to love it. I won't be able to stop. And
1: And you know, I have gone back and watched five seasons of Married to Medicine. I'm on a Married to Medicine Uh, journey. I I incorrectly thought that Married to Medicine was much more about medicine. And I have been mm-hmm. going through some fertility stuff myself and and didn't want to watch OBGYNs on camera. And so I was like, thought it would be triggering. Didn't want to watch it. It is so incredible. I'm so, so invested and so obsessed with these women.
0: Yeah. It's the best. I, I've often said it's probably the best show on Bravo and and that's not an understatement. I think that it works because the husbands are equally as casted up as the wives and we sometimes miss that perspective and we miss that complexity of a marriage outside of like this man saved me and now I'm like this housewife image but like on the inside I really am not in front of my marriage or he does love me like we don't we get more we're seeing a lot more like there's a lot more complexity to their relationships and I like it I love married to Madison it's the best to
1: me It feels more honest too. We're getting to Mm -hmm. see like the good, the bad, and the ugly for them as people, them in their relationships, them in their work. And they're not, I don't know, I don't feel like they're constantly trying to like outdo and out sort of camp each other's like campiness. Yeah. You know, they're not, I don't know, they're just themselves. And the best. I am obsessed. It so. cannot
0: be missed. Like it is so, so good. I think people should definitely go watch that. I'm probably going to do a first episode of that too. Cause I think people were just, I'm going to keep this rewind thing happening for as long as possible, just because it's really fun. So yeah, if you're interested and then you have monies to spare, please subscribe to the Patreon mixing with money. Um, that was, you know, my very, very shameless plug because listen, Maybe it's invited to the wedding. She wants a good time. She I'm wants excited. to have good food yeah. and, You know, so I want to give <laughs> it to her. But like the way these numbers are looking at me, I'm over here like, mm, does my cousin do need to be? And I'm just <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not. Um, I have very many family members who are on the B and the C list. I'm like, we'll figure it out. Um, so with every waking moment, my mom has a new person to the wedding list. So I'm oh, like, okay, so I have yeah. to move a legit human because you wanna invite friend number eight. Like, what are you talking about? So, and I can't really tell her no, because she like literally direct deposits from her own check, like money into our wedding account. That is not like, substantial but it is anything helps so that's why i'm literally asking for five dollars from people right now because anything helps i need a little bit of agency over my guest list people so help me help myself (laughs) 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 oh my god i i've had so much fun with you manny thank you so much for coming on i appreciate it
1: love you girl
0: um you guys stay happy stay healthy stay safe stay home question mark do whatever is good for you protect yourself protect your mental health thank you all for the outpouring love and everything that you got after my episode last week it was truly a difficult time it, it still kind of is I I think honestly the reason I'm able to let people talk more on my own show is because I I felt so depressed <laughs> lately that like I'm exhausted from my own like socialism um and having to be social to do this job but I feel like I made a commitment to it. So I really want to do it, but I am just really grateful that you guys have been so understanding and some people have reached out to me for the first time saying things like, you know, you're not alone. I think it's important that we all remember that. And they were thanking me for that, honestly, because they may have felt uh, alone and stuff too. So guys, please take care of your mental health, literally stay happy, stay healthy and stay safe, please. Like it's very important. It's more important than anything else um yeah take care of yourselves be nice to yourselves and one another um and I mean that when I say it and I'm nice to people I'm like Ellen DeGeneres just saying anyways okay love you bye for more about me bravo housewives pop culture and so much more